Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in his, this age. Houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields and persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. The Gospel of Christ. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you, dear friends, from God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I've never known a camel. Have you? Probably not. Maybe I've seen one at the zoo, but I really don't remember. I don't really like going to the zoo. <laughs> They're strange sort of creatures with one hump, maybe two humps, and they are resilient. They can travel miles in the desert with very little water. They can also live to be nearly 50 years old. They stand about six feet high at the shoulder and seven feet high at the hump. And there are actually seven members of the camel family, including llamas and alpacas. This week, I was going through some pictures, and I actually came across a picture of a camel. Old family photos, I came across a picture of a camel. It was my great-great-uncle during World War II on a camel in front of a pyramid. That's, that's just outstanding. I mean, that's, that's amazing. But I still don't feel any closer to camels, and I still don't know any more about them than I did before. 
but Jesus talked about him, so I thought I should too. In our gospel reading today, a man came to Jesus with a question he already knew the answer to. He knelt at the feet of Jesus, trying to show his eagerness, trying to prove his sincerity. The man then addressed Jesus as good teacher. He was trying to butter up Jesus a bit, but it didn't work. Instead, Jesus rebuked him, saying, No one is good but God alone. The question the man was asking was about eternal life, specifically how this man could inherit eternal life. So first, Jesus reminds this man of the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father, your father and mother. The man replied, surprisingly, he's kept all of these since his youth. <sighs> he must have been pretty perfect. But the man forgot the most important commandment. The first, you shall have no other gods. No other gods. This included, and still includes, money. Wealth was then and is now seen as a blessing from God. And most of the time, that's okay. But <laughs> this man, and sometimes some of us, place a higher value on our wealth and our money and our personal gain and our relationship with those things than on our relationship with God. That's when we get into trouble. This man worshipped money and not God. The man grieved that to follow Jesus and to inherit eternal life meant a relationship with God alone and not his material things and not his money. The commandments that this man had kept since his youth didn't make him an upstanding disciple or follower of God or Jesus Christ. They only made him an upstanding citizen, maybe. Then Jesus does something else. Jesus calls the disciples children. He did this to prove a point. Children cannot earn anything. They only receive as a gift. Children inherit from their parents, from their teachers, from the ones they follow. To be a disciple of Jesus is to inherit or to receive as a child. To be a disciple of Jesus is also to give away what you have received. Following Jesus as his disciple may be the hardest thing you've ever done. If your money is a blessing from God, share it. If your material things are a blessing from God, share them. Discipleship is living a life of constant paradox. Constant. 
You see the black and white in life, and you choose to live in the gray area. That's following Jesus. Disciples are selfish, yet discipleship demands you turn outward. Disciples are greedy, yet discipleship demands you be generous. Disciples are domineering, yet discipleship demands you delegate your work. Disciples are stubborn, yet discipleship demands flexible. Disciples sometimes are reluctant to follow Jesus, yet discipleship demands you follow him wherever he goes. Disciples actively defend the kingdom of this earth, yet discipleship demands you usher in the kingdom of God alone. If this is the case, then who can be saved, as the disciple Peter asked? If that's the case, then who can be saved? And Jesus tells us, for mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. A camel cannot go through the eye of a needle, but God can make that possible. A disciple cannot be first until they are willing to be last. And because we're greedy and selfish and stubborn and domineering, God alone makes that possible for us. A disciple cannot willingly sell all of their possessions because, let's be honest, we don't want to and give the money to the poor because, again, everything, Jesus? Yes everything. God can make that possible. Some interesting things in this story as well. Jesus will always look at you in love, just like he did the rich man. There is nothing you can ever say or ever do that Jesus will not first look at you in love. You don't want to give your wealth away? Jesus will still look at you with love. Whether you ask difficult or easy questions, Jesus will still look at you in love. And just like the rich man, Jesus will always answer you. When you ask questions to test him and to test your faith, Jesus will answer. When you yell, plead, or ponder silently, Jesus will answer you. This is the relationship Jesus Christ has with his disciples, a relationship of love. A loving relationship with Jesus will encourage many things of his disciples. An outward focus to the most selfish among us. Generosity in the most greedy among us. Delegation in the most domineering among us. Flexibility in the most stubborn among us. Faithful following of Jesus in the most reluctant among us. A loving relationship with Jesus Christ will encourage disciples to strive for God's reign in the face of an empire. Jesus said, for mortals it is impossible, but not for God. 
For God, all things are possible. God did the impossible at the incarnation. God did the impossible at the resurrection and the ascension. God can do the impossible with a camel and an eye of a needle. And God will continue to do the impossible by calling you. Calling you to follow Jesus each and every day. Amen.